Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson Saner. Saluta, that's just me, Tyson Saner, your host for this episode of Succotash Shut-In, the most recent iteration of Succotash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast in weekly, smaller, perhaps more easily digestible portions. Welcome. Next week, Mark Hershon has the hosting duties as well as last week's episode in which Mr. Hershon shared his Sleeve Pockers podcast with you. I recommend listening to that episode if you haven't already. This week, I've got clips from The Corey Epps Show. EXP Cast, a video game podcast, and Wild Ride with Steve-O. The show also features fantastic fake advertising from our longtime fake sponsor Henderson's Pants and our more recently acquired 100% fake sponsor with the 100% real website TrumpPoetry.com, from which I will, of course, be reading a selection from. Would you like to be a real sponsor of Succotash Shut-In? Contact Mark at SuccotashShow.com. That's M-A-R-C at SuccotashShow.com. And let's work something out. I'm making a smiley face that you can't see, prompted by a typed version of a smiley face that you also cannot see, unless you're reading this. Let's listen to clips. First up, the Corey Epps Show from Corey Epps. And the description says, Welcome to the Corey Epps Show. Each week, follow geeky events with your host as he talks all geek culture from movies, TV, gaming, and more. Listeners from Succotash, when it was called Succotash the Soundcast Soundcast, might recall Corey Epps was a guest of Succotash. And he's had several podcasts throughout the years, including Podcore and The Evil Teddy Bear. The clip is from an episode posted on April 22nd, 2020. It's the Corey Epps Show number eight. It's called Lockdown, and it features my co-host of The Antisocial Show and also former guest of Succotash, Hunter Block. Now, how could I resist picking a show where both of them are together, uh, seeing as how that only has usually ever happened with when I've been involved? So... It's a good listen. I recommend listening to it. But in the meantime, I've got a clip. And so uh, it says, in this episode, Corey is joined by Hunter Block from the Antisocial Show as they talk about the current state of the world, The Walking Dead, and Kevin the Smith movies. And in this clip, they discuss how many celebrities are utilizing their stay-at-home time during the COVID-19 plague. Have you noticed, have you listened to any Kevin Smith podcast lately? Yeah, he's doing stuff like at his house and um, most of the stuff that he's... Uh done has been at his house in like a table wearing a mask and gloves or at the scum and villainy cantina in um california so yes but every every podcast that i normally listen to like um jay and silent bob uh get old um fat man uh batman beyond of course um what is it hollywood hollywood babylon Mm -hmm. um strange times even have you listened to strange times podcast no Oh, it's really good, dude. It's with uh, Davian Dent, Kat Sorens, and Dominic. I'm not sure what his last name is. Um, but it's it, they're really cool people. But all these shows that normally wouldn't talk about anything like this are talking about this, like the whole COVID-19 thing. Even we did a, we did an a, uh, episode of Antisocial Show on Sunday, I think it was. And for the first time, we did like a serious uh, episode. And it was like, it's weird. You, you know what I mean? But... 
if it helps people to stay home and be informed, then so be it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And like my 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 whole goal and my whole goal with this uh, podcast and uh, the next few podcasts that I'm doing um, is to kind of keep people not only sort of informed but entertain and like hear from like uh, what I say. Everybody's hearing from like the celebrities and whatnot. Hear from the normies. We're the normies, dude. Exactly. We are the normies. And, and you're right. Everybody can listen to the celebrities and things like that. But if you really think about it, like the, the celebrities are in like, kind of under attack right now, if you think about it, in, yeah. in a weird sort of way. It's like these people did nothing wrong to you. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're not doing anything different from like what you're doing on your Facebook. Like, you know, you're on Facebook. I'm not saying you, but like these other people that are attacking the celebrities. You're on your Facebook, like, you know, crying and whining or you're doing something amusing and then the celebrities are doing it, but they're doing it for free and you're bitching at them. They're, you're, you know, you're saying, well, you're not real heroes and shit like that. They never claim to be heroes. They're just trying to entertain you. They're trying to do what they always do, but for free. So why not take advantage of it? Yeah, they're doing their job. <laughs> exactly. They're doing their job. To keep you entertained so that you will stay home, but yet you're going to bitch at them and, and say that they're not important. Okay, we get it. Like the nurses are important, obviously. The food workers are important, absolutely. Truck drivers, cops, security, whatever. We know those are the, the important people, but these people are important too because they're entertaining you. Mm-hmm. And, and I really think it goes back to the whole Trump thing, really. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to get too political, but – it really goes back to like, you know how a lot of celebrities, you know, obviously didn't support Trump. So now people were calling them the fake people. I mean, that's really what it basically boils down to. You didn't need COVID-19 to further attack them. So, wow. But, they're calling them the fake people. I've never heard that. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. A lot of Trump supporters will call these people the fake people. Like they have absolutely no opinions whatsoever. It's like at the end of the day, you strip them down. They're, they're still flesh and blood. They're still human. They're still American citizens, and they have the right to an opinion. They can vote. Mm-hmm. Unless you say, okay, well, you're an actor now. You can no longer vote because you're a fake person. Then, no, you, you can't do that. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Trump is, is, is taking a lot of – I'm not – a lot of – he's getting a lot of heat from a lot of people too on this, and I, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's trying to do – He's trying to do what he's supposed to do as a president somewhat. But, of course, everybody's going to have opinions. Everybody's going to say what they think about not only him. And, plus, this is supposed to be uh, this is supposed to be an election year. That's the thing. Absolutely. Well, that's the scary part, dude, because if you think about it, right now he doesn't, he doesn't want to take any, any uh, mail-in ballots um, mm-hmm. because of corona. But yet – um, like take Jersey, for example, I don't know how it is in Georgia, but take Jersey for, you're in Georgia, right? Yeah. I don't know how it is in Georgia, but very recently we got the census, you know, how, like census people will come to your house and talk to you. They don't well, do now, that here. They, I, I have, we haven't gotten that here at least. We got it in the mail where we yeah. just fill it out or go online. And so they're saying like, that's acceptable. Like they'll take your mail in uh census count, but yet they won't take your, mail-in, you know, uh, voting thing. And my, my whole thing is, is that we didn't even have our primaries yet. Like nobody in this state got to vote for, uh, Bernie Sanders. So we're kind of like stuck with Joe Biden. I mean, if we're Democrats and I'm like, okay, well that's kind of unfair, but 
I can see where they're going with this. And if you don't vote for Joe, you're obviously going to be handing your, your shit over to Trump, obviously. So it's a, it's a whole wonky time. You can support the podcast at Anchor FM. You can do anchor.fm and then forward slash Corey Epps SSW. It's K-O-R-E-Y-E-P-P-S-S-W and then slash support. Next up, EXPCast, a video game podcast from EXPCast video game podcast crew. This description says, Join Stoy, Dan, Pat, and Josh as they sit down to talk about everything and anything video games, like the video games they've been playing, news, reviews, interviews, good conversation, and fun. This is from the episode posted May 26, 2020. It's called Video Game Mascots Slash Icons, uh, Maneater and John Wick Hex. And in its description, it says, The intro for this episode was probably the worst one we've ever done, brah. Bro? B-O-R... It's B-R-O-H. Bro. Or bro. Whatever. Besides that, Dan, Pat, and Stoy give you a rundown on all of the online video gaming events slash conventions slash showcases happening this summer and also showcasing video game sales shooting through the roof this past month. Dan is building a hitbox arcade stick. Pat plays Maneater and What the Golf. And Stoy gives his impressions on John Wick Hex and Saints Row the Third Remastered. Hmm. Our topic this week is a big one. What are some of your most memorable video game mascots? We talk in depth about Mario, Sonic, Doomguy, Kirby, Master Chief, Samus, and many, many more. I almost called Master Chief Master Chef. In this clip, the crew discusses an alternate theory about COVID-19 and how it relates to a surge in console sales. No surprise to anybody, but uh, U.S. sales of hardware, video game hardware and software, is up with record numbers. I think we've talked about this where GameStop, GameStop stock rose, and their uh, sales have like tripled, pretty much. They're they're behind it. Reggie Philome released COVID, so everyone has to play video games. <laughs> Right when Animal Crossing was coming out. Brilliant. Right right when Doom came out. Right when, well, kind of yep. before Final Fantasy. But yeah, what the? Yeah. So hey. Everyone's looking at Bill Gates. I'm looking at you, Reggie. Yeah. Reggie, what's up, man? Come on. What'd you do? What'd Spill you, the beans. What'd you do? What'd you, do? <laughs> you know, if there's a conspiracy theory to get behind, I'll get behind that one. <laughs> the GameStop did this because GameStop stock started pump, tum, uh, plummeting. And they're like, what do we do? What, what, what do we got to do to get us out of this one? Well, how about we unleash a deadly virus across the world? Mm-hmm. All right. Reggie, Reggie, Phil's made, Reggie like, steps in. Yeah. Then we tell everyone to close down the economy so all they can do is stay home and yeah. play video games. Well, that's why everyone's like, GameStop's not an essential business. And it's like, well, maybe they are. <laughs> well, anyway, please, everyone, take care of yourselves. So anyway, yeah, um, do, you, do you feel like people are like actually like committing, like doing like work business in Animal Crossing? Like people are actually like all going to like the same island, and they're actually because you can message each other in Animal Crossing and just like like someone actually like built an office room or something like that. Everyone's like gathered around a table. Well, uh, the Detroit Tigers, uh, the baseball <laughs> oh, uh, uh, yeah. team, released their schedule on Animal Animal Crossing. You know, because yeah. the MLB <laughs> plans on kicking up in. Uh, in July and the MLB. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're okay. You're talking about something else. I'm talking about baseball, actual (laughs) physical sports. Detroit, Detroit lions are NFL. I said the Detroit tigers or maybe, maybe I did mean Detroit lions, whatever. Yeah. Cause it was the lions who made the, the little, 
That's right. Animal Crossing. <laughs> That's right. Are the Detroit I Tigers thought, still around? Is that still a baseball team? I believe so. Good Detroit for them. Still has a team, I think. Good yeah. for them. Good for Detroit. Yeah, yeah I, I guess. Anyway, yeah. back to what I was saying. <laughs> uh, in the month of April, consumers in the United States spent $420 million on hardware sales. So that includes Nintendo Switch, Xbox Ones, and uh, PS4. Um it grew 163% compared to a year ago in April. And this has been the highest total for an April month since uh, April 2008, which recorded $427 million. And I think that – I don't know if that was from um, – no, this, no, the new systems didn't come out in 2008, did they? Um, no. Uh, no. No, definitely uh, not. It came out a little bit before no. – a little bit after that. So – uh, obviously, the the best selling system uh, in the month of April was the Nintendo Switch, because in case you guys haven't been on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, people are upselling them bitches like crazy. Um, <laughs> they're selling the Nintendo Switches for like four hundred, five hundred bucks, which is just batshit crazy. But whatever. Um, and it's interesting because normally video game sales kind of slump in the spring, but all things considering, it's. Uh, you know, there's not much else to do out there, so everyone's like playing video games. Oh, and then you also had two, you know, huge system seller games come out. You had Animal Crossing for the Switch, which you know everyone in the grandma and their grandma is playing. Yeah. And then you had the Final Fantasy VII remake come out for the PlayStation, mm-hmm. and of course you got all the nostalgic people and you know everyone who's ever heard of Final Fantasy be like, oh, maybe I'll give this a try. Yeah, and that's definitely a good game to get into, even if you haven't played, you know, the remake, um, or even if you haven't played the original. You know, you can get into the remake and at least still know kind of what's going on. But uh, a total in uh, April 2020, uh, games and accessories reached $384 million in sales, which was a 49% increase from last year. Um, Year to date, it's surpassed 1.3 billion, which was an eight percent increase as well. Uh, the best-selling accessory this past month was the PlayStation Four controller, which is interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Uh, maybe yeah. they broke it during the fight with Hellhouse. <laughs> yeah, a lot of they had to buy another one. Yeah, yeah. that that was still the my least favorite boss fight of that entire fuck. Anyway, yeah, that sucked, and <laughs> it was a mandatory fight. Or, yeah, well, no, wait. yeah, it, it was, was man- mandatory. Yeah, it was mandatory. Oh, yeah. That that bitch took a half yeah. hour. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the best selling headset was the Xbox One Ear Force Recon Seventy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> which is great. So, uh, yeah, good news for video games. I guess it's still uh. Still becoming a big thing. Still relevant, baby. Yep. Honored friends, Bill Haywatt here for Henderson's innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. In this great country, the pants you wear make a statement about where you stand, not just physically, but also on the very issues that shape us as a free and style-conscious people. Now it's easy to tell friends, family, co-workers, even anonymous passers-by how you feel about today's most important issues with Henderson's new Republican Fit Jeans. Republican Fit Jeans lean firmly but gently to the right and feature drastic cuts in the seat and thigh, while still Respecting your stomach's inalienable right to expand in our great nation's free market economy. Republican Fit Jeans are pro-life 
pro-gun and anti-immigration, but loose enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the socialist big brother nanny state with every step you take. And if blue state politics are more to your liking, we also offer Henderson's new Democratic Fit Jeans. Democratic Fit Jeans lean gently but firmly to the left and feature a generous increase to your seat and thigh while still regulating your stomach's ability to monopolize surrounding body parts. Democratic Fit Jeans are pro-choice, pro-healthcare reform, and compostable, but tight enough to let you enjoy giving a swift kick to the fascist corporate oligarchy with every step you take. In these troubled times, don't let your pants get caught on the fence. Let your fellow citizens know how you're voting with an uncompromising pair of Republican fit or Democratic fit jeans from Henderson's. Innovation in trousers and pantaloons since 1896. And now, back to more of Suck Attack. Thank you, Bill Haywatt and Henderson's Pants. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by TrumpPoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's TrumPoetry.com. Everything you need to know is... In rhyming couplets, TrumpPoetry.com. Yes, TrumpPoetry.com. Since it is that time of year, I decided to wait until uh, the 4th of July to see what dropped on that day. So I'm going to read the entry from July 4th, 2020. This is number 200. A troubling, uneasy celebration with fireworks and timely photo ops brings cloud of pepper spray and lots of cops. Divisive words for our divided nation. Crowds gathering salute our independence. No masks, no separation, no big deal. But still, the existential threat is real. Sad, Kim and Junior won't be in attendance. Those truths we hold to be self-evident seem mostly for elites beyond a wall. If art sweet justice doesn't stand for all, they're empty words with hollow sentiment. May we find cause to lift our hearts today. Tomorrow seems so very far away. Right? Right. And finally, Wild Ride with Steve-O from Steve-O. In case you didn't know, comedian and jackass star Steve-O has hilarious and honest conversations with celebrities in his mobile podcast studio. This episode uh, that I've chosen is from June 11, 2020. Its description says, It's no secret that Bam has been on a rocky road in recent times, but I felt really good about doing this podcast with him because he's really in a good place right now. This was, gen- a, this was a genuinely good time. So in this clip, they discuss the first season of Jackass. Now, for those of you who have never heard of Jackass, it is uh, it was a show on MTV uh, that uh, eventually spawned at least three films, and then uh, apparently there's a fourth one that's coming out. Anyway, roll clip. When the first season of Jackass, when, when we did that, I think it's interesting because people, people believe that we were all just like bros forever, when in fact, we were not even all in the same place until the show was already a hit and we were filming the second season. I know, totally. I think the whole first season, we haven't even met yet. Right. Right? 100%. And the first time you guys met each other was on the Florida. diving board? Uh, it, it, it was in Orlando there. The first time we ever met was like at, at, at a hotel there. And I think that the first day I met you, uh, we're at this hotel in Orlando, which we filmed at 
fucking, you know, from the TV show, the first movie, the second movie, and always the same hotel, and they let us do whatever the fuck we want. But the it first- became Hotel Jackass, pretty much. We ruled this hotel. We man would walk around naked, interrupting like you know conferences, and they they wouldn't even. They just let us do whatever we wanted. Oh, 100%. We had to, like, uh, like cut a big hole in the wall to do the fucking, the boxing glove comes through. Yeah. That, that boxing, that, that was supposed to be Mike Tyson on the other side of the wall, <laughs> but they couldn't end up getting him, so they just did it with, like, a robotic arm. But, dude, it was in that same hotel. That, oh, my God, do I have a fucking crazy story from that hotel, too. But I think it was, like, as soon as you checked in, you guys went into the little uh, fucking fitness gym and started turning on the treadmill and fucking destroying that treadmill. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We were doing, like, skate tricks on the treadmill, and then we put a bike on it. Yeah. And it, we we used it until it got destroyed. And, and, and that wasn't planned or anything, right? That was just your first time? No. That and was, that was for the moment. That was your crew doing that, like you and Don? Yeah. Yeah. And were you guys like, fuck, these guys are already filming and killing it? Like, Oh, my God. I was so jealous of Bam, like, all the time. And I was just like, fuck, dude. That's something I just never would have thought of, you know? So they just came out right off the bat just filming shit. Like, yeah. fuck it. We came here to show up. So, dude, I mean, the, uh, the, the, the first season of Jackass is totally a hit, right? I still haven't met Bam, but we're on TV. We're, f- like, fucking famous and shit. And I, and I had not seen his video, CKY2K, which is just like this. How many copies did you sell of that? Over a million. Oh, my God. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. And, and meanwhile, the whole time leading up to this, all I can think about is how can I get into, like, a legitimate skate video, which is, like, then there's Bam, who is, like, how can I make my own entire skate video and set up my own distribution and sell a fucking million copies of it? Bam was so far ahead of me. And, and so, I, so I'm like, this one day I'm at my buddy's house, and, and, and I'm, we're all tripping on liquid acid. We, like, dropped, like, liquid, like, drops of liquid acid into our mouths, tripping our fucking faces off. This dude's in his bedroom. He's got a, a chick, and they're filming a porno. He's just banging this chick. And I'm sitting in his living room, tripping my face off, watching CKY2K. And I'm just, just becoming so jealous of Bam. And finally, I'm just like, I saw Bam jump off this six floor balcony of a hotel and i'm just like so i'm like fuck i go i'm banging on the guy's door i'm like dude your porno's over we're fucking come on we're going and, and i was just so jealous of bam and, and i went and got my stilts we went to this bridge and i'm walking on stilts tripping on acid and i throw myself over the railing of the bridge which was a hundred percent inspired by you <laughs> what video was that on heard on that I didn't get hurt, but boy, was that, that was like knee surgery just waiting to happen. And I, yeah. I, I have to say this too, since I saw a comment from somebody, they said, dude, I love you, Steve-O, your podcast is great, you got all these great guests, but dude, with the fucking talking about yourself all the time, I mean, <laughs> ask the guest a question, let them talk, the fucking, he says, it's like every week, it's the guest is fucking Steve-O, <laughs> and I'm like, you got me. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, let me ask you some questions. Um, I got paid per bit, not per episode, for the first season of Jackass. And I had a pay scale that was set up 
if it was uh, a fucking gnarly stunt that you could get really fucking hurt, I got 500 bucks per bit. And if it was like not something that you could get hurt, it was like a prank or some just goofy thing that you did in the street, then I got 200 bucks. So all told, after taxes, the entire first season of Jackass, I made less than $1,500. Damn. There was somebody on the third mic in this room with Steve-O who I'm having a difficult time finding the name of. Um, And I did quite a bit of research, but I've got their face, and on my Twitter, at REVT23, I did a little three-shot that I lifted from YouTube where I took three captures from the show, and you can see the person's face. So if anybody knows who that is, uh, and they'd like to tell me, and I'd, I'd be happy to give them a shout out because I feel like tech people should be represented as long as they're going to be ha- having a microphone in front of them. But whatever. Also, recently, I clipped a soundcast called Sensibly Cynical, as you might recall. The host, Sean Pratton, had me on as a guest to discuss all things jackass. And you can go to sensiblycynical.podbean.com to listen to it. And at this point of time... Uh, around 99 to 100 past episodes of Sensibly Cynical. Thank you for having me on the show, Sean. And here we are at the end of the episode. How was it? Did you enjoy anything in the clips you heard? All the relevant links can be found on the show's main website at www.succotashshow.com, as well as around 10 years of archived episodes of Succotash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. It's the evening of the 4th of July as I write this, but not as I'm recording it. I hope everyone is being safe during this plague. Fireworks and barbecues are neat, but only if you are alive to enjoy them. Remember, masks are not a sign of weakness, unless compassion for your fellow human is a weakness, as many in power seem to believe these days. As someone pointed out eloquently, I wear my mask to protect you, and you wear your mask to protect me. I think that's pretty straightforward. Wear a mask, socially distance, wash your hands, and don't be a garbage person. Also, if you like this program and you'd like to show your support, rate and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called now. You can also just tell people you know about us directly. Any way that you share us, we appreciate it. That is what we mean when we kindly ask you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Tyson Saner, brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com, and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> Laughable App, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TYSON at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818 921 7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash U slash Suckatash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye.
This has been a Succotash Patch production.